Now, we all know that as soon as the clocks go back, it can mean only one thing. Yes, it's time to start thinking about Christmas. And for keen foodies already planning their seasonal eating and drinking, the good news is the BBC Good Food Show Winter returns to the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 24th to Sunday the 27th of November. And among the world-class chefs appearing at the show is Brummy favourite Glyn Pennell, who I'm delighted to say joins me on the line. Glyn, uh, great to catch up with you again, and I can't believe we're already thinking about Christmas. I know it comes around so fast. But it's an exciting time of year. I mean, obviously, it's great to catch up with people, but food being that central part of it is is for me. But, yeah, it always comes around first, very quickly, and it's the um, the clock's going back. I quite like that, and that's exactly exactly what it is. (laughs) And Christmas, to me, is about food and drink and family and stuff, but also smells and 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 the bbc good food show when you go in that you get that smell of christmas straight away don't you most definitely you get the smell of christmas you get that buzz from all the people coming together in, in in one space all interested in the same thing which is always exciting and the smells and the sounds and it just it just sparks that um that interest and that nostalgia ready for ready for the big the big week yeah now you're a regular at the good food shows at the nec in fact many uh, shows glenn of course um what are you looking forward to most about uh, the show particularly this year with everything we've been through uh you know what are you looking forward to most this year I think people really, people gathering together and talking and enjoying, you know, what, you know, the, the greatest thing for me is food and drink. And I think just now, obviously, we've had a, a tough time, but people now having the confidence to come to the show, uh, it's going to be fantastic. And it's just seeing those, the producers, the artisan producers and, and, and chefs talking passionately about what they love and, and what they do. Mm. You mentioned the chefs. We should just check James Martin and Nadia Hussain, Michelle Rue Jr., Gennaro Cantal is there Ainsley Harriet and you're going to be cooking on the big kitchen stage with another Birmingham favorite the brilliant Brad Carter what are you going to be cooking so I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, we're cooking some some venison, which is um, it's a really mm. sustainable sort of product, um, which is always popular this time of year. But I'm going to do some sweet and sour parsnips. So we're going to take the humble parsnip, <laughs> and rather than boiling it to death and covering it in sugar, we're going to cook it in a, like a, like almost like a sweet and sour sort of syrup and make it a little bit more interesting. Mm. The humble parsnip. You can't go wrong with a parsnip if it's done well, can't you? And I guess this year, probably more than ever, people will be coming to the show looking for those treats from those artisan producers which you've mentioned. We can talk about those a a bit more in detail in a moment. But they're also looking at, you know, little tips and tricks and hacks to get the most out of their uh, ingredients this year, Glenn, aren't they? Because, you know, costs have gone up. Exactly. So, uh, for instance, the parsnips, the, the parsnips that, that I'm going to be cooking on, on the big stage will be you'll be able to cook them and then you'll be able to preserve them so you can keep hold of them and you can reheat, reheat them as you want because they're in almost like um, almost like a preserved sort of syrup. Um, and it's about finding the, the, the best um, the best ingredients and, and getting the best out of them and, and using everything. You know, we talk about nose to tail cooking and we talk about the top of the carrot to the bottom. It's about using everything and making sure that you're you know you're not throwing anything away Mm. festive and seasonal cooking brings out uh, the best in a lot of people what are your favorite ingredients what are your go-to ingredients in the kitchen when you're thinking about cooking at this time of the year I do love, you know, root vegetables. Root vegetables now, and so also some some squashies, some 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 pumpkins. There's lots of varieties of, of pumpkins and stuff out, and squashies. So those are the ones I turn to. Also, like really deep, rich flavors. Um, you know, so using some umami flavors, some lots of 
sort of rich mushrooms um again you know things like salsify which which is one of my favorites and again like i just said that the parsnip you know sweetness that a parsnip brings and also then we've got the game season as well if you're a meat eater so um got pheasants partridges venison coming in to go alongside those sort of the mushrooms and and the squashes it's it's a fantastic time of year really Mm, and a lot of those things the the meat cuts particularly and the veg can be put in things like slow cookers and the the rise of the sale in slow cookers has been incredible this year hasn't it most definitely and and it brings out so much flavor but also it's 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 the stress and hassle of of standing over a pot, cooking a cooking, when you put it in a slow cooking, you can use more, I don't like to call them cheap cuts of meat, I like to call them economical cuts, you know. Um, You know, like shoulders, the neck, uh, the belly, the breast of, like, lamb, again, of of, um, the shoulder of pork and of, uh, and and obviously um, the venison as well. So there's there's lots of interesting cuts that that can be used in a slow cooker alongside all those fantastic root vegetables as well. Mm. Everybody likes to have a, a treat at Christmas, and I know that one of the things that you like doing at the shows, uh, when it's not too busy, obviously, because you get recognised, is to have a go uh, around the show and talk to some of the artisan producers, the people who've put their heart and soul into bringing amazing produce to the show. And I, I know you look forward to that, don't you? Most definitely. There's a, there's a few suppliers that I'll pop a go and see. And I, what I like to try and do is try to discover something I haven't used or I haven't seen before. <laughs> Um, whether it be local or whether it's, you know, someone that's come down from Scotland or up from, from Devon, really. So, I mean, you, you get a lot of charcuterie, you get lots of different cheeses, and obviously, you know, a nice little tipple as well of some sort of like, you know, unusual gins or, or even a little bit of port as well. So there's always lots and lots of variety and lots of things to discover when you get there. Mm, absolutely. And it's interesting uh, from the, the shows that I've been to in the last couple of years or so, the number of people who've changed direction, they've, they've come out of the traditional industries they thought they were going to uh, see their careers out in and they've they found a new passion for producing chocolates or cheese or charcuterie as you say and that's been an interesting shift in your industry hasn't it most definitely i think lockdown had a little bit to do with that you know you know somebody's you know they've lost their job but their job's been halved or it's been diluted and i think you know what i've always wanted to make artisan chocolates or i've always wanted to make cheese and i've done the research genie seems to be um something that lots of people have decided to have a go at which is fantastic because that gives us more variety so it's yeah and i think i think people have sort of looked at their passion and their and their love and then put it into you know in, into 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 work mm. You work and exist at the very top of uh, of your craft, uh, Glenn, and have done for, for many, many years. But there will be people coming to the show, a lot of young people as well, who might want to emulate what you've done and all the other top chefs that are there. What advice would you give to them if they're thinking about um, a career in, in catering or the food business? I think read, read a lot come and ask advice of chefs like myself and some of the amazing chefs that, that, that are there as well. Um, cook at home. Um, learn to enjoy flavours as well as just trying to cook them. Um, try and bring it into the social aspect as well and, and try and find that balance of, of loving your job and, and, and enjoying it as well as working hard, really. Mm. Now, big question coming up to Christmas. Are you a turkey at Christmas, Christmas lunch sort of person or do you opt for something else? It's a, it's a question that divides so many top <laughs> chefs. I, uh, to be fair, I, I mean, my children love turkey, and it, we only have it once or twice a year, um, which we probably should have it more, really, because they do actually <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, but, no, yeah, normally we have turkey, and I normally do a nice joint of beef as well. Uh, and sometimes, it depends, um, my son quite likes confit duck. So every now and again, so I'll have a smaller piece of turkey, 
or I'll halve the turkey and I'll have half on Christmas and I'll do some comfy duck legs and I'll do a roast piece of beef. Mm. Mm. So that's what they're like. Um, turkey crown has grown uh, in, in, in sort of uh, a lot in the last few years. And people wanting just that smaller bit, but the all, all meat and fewer bones. And that's quite a, an interesting way to go, isn't it? It is, yeah, but I'll tell you what I do do for some of my stuff, actually, because I, I, I mean, we normally, we order the circus stuff, I break it down for some of the stuff, so what I do is I, I bone out the thigh for them and, and whatever, so, and then what you can do then is you can put, rather than cooking the whole thing and wasting it and eating turkey for the entire two weeks you're off, is you can put pop some in the freezer and you can take bits out and you can have it throughout the, throughout the month, really, rather than just that, but turkey crowns, they're a little bit more practical um you know uh, sometimes turkey legs can be a little bit tough at the top but i mean i quite like them so um i'm, I'm, a, I'm a full bird kind of guy <laughs> and what about that another dis- divisive one that minefield of the perfect roast potato i've spoken to so many top chefs and if i've spoken to 10 top chefs i've got 10 different ways of cooking the perfect roasty yeah, so for me, obviously, it's the selection of potato. So um, a Maris pipe is always a good, a good, um, a good spot to use. Peel them, wash them, bring them to the ball with a bit of salt till they're mm, probably two thirds cooked. Take them off, drain them, but don't even touch those potatoes till all the steam has gone. So when the steam has gone, that means there is no moisture left really in the potato. Then hot roasting tray. No, nice. Uh, I start with. Um, a veg oil or sunflower oil and then add a little bit of duck fat to it and then in they go that's and then you just keep turning them and drinking wine turn them a little <laughs> bit more drink a little bit more wine and then take them out that's that, that's, that's, that's the best technique i could eat that on my own just a little bit of salt to dip in there. but and what about the scuffing bit do you do well, after you've after you've steamed them off before you put them in do you scuff them up because i've seen that done yeah, a little bit. Not too much. I don't want to break up. So I sometimes do like a sharp edge on, on a roaster, if I'm mm. honest with you. So not too much, but I'll, I'll give them a little bit of a, a rough look, yeah. Mm. Um, but the big the big sort of divide for me, and there is no divide for me because I've got a solid opinion of this. I hate sprouts. Oh, no. Yeah. I love yeah. a sprout. Really? Why don't you yeah. like sprouts? Because the, you, when you eat them... <laughs> You smell like they smell after. It's just, it's just the, it's just the sulphurness of them. And like my mum used to cook them for me, and she cooked them all year round. So that's probably what it is. And it's like people say to me, "Oh, Glenn, if you tried them with butter, bacon, mm. tried them with soy sauce, oh, what? So you're trying to make them not taste like they taste." Enhance them. That's what they're doing. They're enhanced. Otam uh, What? How do you say? Otam Yotalengi has a, a way yes. of, of where he roasts the sprouts and he puts tahini on them. It's fantastic. Give it mm. a go. You never know. I should try. I'm not, um, <laughs> I sense I'm not convincing you. <laughs> I should. I should really. I should really try that. But um, it's just I don't know whether I'm, I'm. I'm mentally scarred by the sprouts. Um, I've actually got a T-shirt which I bring out every Christmas. Everyone's got a Christmas jumper. I've got a Christmas T-shirt saying, I hate sprouts. And it's just covered in sprouts, the T-shirt is. <laughs> so I wear that normally on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now, um, at the show, which, uh, as we said, is at the NEC in Birmingham from the 24th to the 27th of November. Lots of information on the website, bbcgoodfoodshow.com, where you can buy tickets and see what the itinerary is for the days that you might be going. Um, there's lots going on there's things to taste there's workshops there's the the big kitchen the pro um cook cookery school um a lot of opportunity for people to go and taste things which is important isn't it to actually go and see those producers and taste some fantastic things 
there's definitely the, 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 there's the taste there and there's the opportunity to taste and purchase things to bring back with you i notice you know all the little trolleys will be out as people rush around but it's important to go around and try things that you probably wouldn't necessarily try but while you're there i mean what you got to lose you're there you know you've got your little glass you have a little taste of this taste of that and just throw yourself into it and, and that's what it's all about really you mentioned um taking their trolleys around and, and thousands of people go out with uh, with presents and gifts for people for christmas there's lots of things not just the food and drink but lots of other kitchen implements that are, are there what uh what's your top tip for giving a, a an, an enthusiastic cook uh, a, a present for christmas that they could use in the kitchen um to be honest with you um I mean, I'm, I'm quite simple in my kitchen. I just use sort of simple knives and stuff. But I do like some of these um, interesting veg cutters that people produce. So, like, one minute it's like a Japanese mandarin. Next minute it can slice and ribbon and stuff like that. So there's always an interesting... Um, gadget that you could that you can you can use but for me if, if someone's going to buy me a present i would like a really nice solid ovenware sort of le creuset pan that's what i would like now you've um, put you've put that out there now that's on your list to santa isn't it most definitely but if somebody <laughs> wants something that can turn a sprout into a ribbon and taste of tahini then 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 crack on with that that's fine <laughs> i always think those those vegetable slices sh- should come with um some free plasters for your knuckles as well because i've lost more than one knuckle on those those mandolins mm. You know, Most definitely, and it's, it's normally written down the side of it in, in Japanese, which I don't think many people in the UK can speak. But it's it's written there. It's written there. Yeah, um, we're coming to the end uh, of what's been an interesting year for everybody, uh, Glenn, aren't we? Uh, not least of all you in the, the catering business. And um, just looking ahead into your crystal ball for twenty twenty three, food is often cyclical and it and it goes through trends, doesn't it? What what do you what do you think are going to be the big taste flavors and things that we'll be looking at for for next year? I think looking at the um, looking at more sort of independent. Um, middle market is going to be key um, because people are going to be holding on to their pennies and looking after their pennies. So I think economical cuts again will, will come to the front. Um, cooking sort of one pot dishes again, uh, as in home. Um, but yeah, I, I just think championing local producers and cooking good solid food uh, grounded stuff, I think is going to be next year. I think good solid grounded stuff is going to really come back. It's going to be a great show. And apart from cooking in the big kitchen with uh, Brad, you're going to be doing some uh, interview sessions and book signings, aren't you? What's the book that you're going to be signing? Have you got a new one going around at the moment? Uh, I've got one called uh, Planal's The Journey There and Back Again, yeah. which uh, was out, I, I took, came out sort of during the pandemic. Probably wasn't the best time to release it, but <laughs> it was out anyway. Um, so that one, and I think there's a couple of my older books which will be there as well. So Cracking Yolks and Rib Ticklers is probably going to be available as well. So, yeah, there'll Excellent. be some there. And are we still going next year going to be seeing you on um, Saturday Kitchen? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So um, I've got a few dates looking for uh, for next year, which should be great. Um, and hopefully I might even try and squeeze on and see James as well. <laughs> Marvellous. You can catch the brilliant Glyn Purnell at BBC Good Food Show Winter at the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 24th to Sunday the 27th. He's going to be there on Sunday cooking with Brad Carter. Lots of information on the website, bbcgoodfoodshow.com, uh, and just search for Birmingham Winter Show to book your tickets. Glyn, great to catch up with you, as always. Many thanks, and I'll look forward to seeing you at the NEC in, gosh, not that many weeks' time. Let's do it. And please, please, no sprouts.